Did you know that grief can weaken your immune system, increase blood pressure, cause changes in your digestive system, and lead to headaches and disturbed sleep? Staying healthy is a crucial part of the healing process. It can help ease the suffering of the mind, body, and spirit. We talk about this and more on CC Airwaves. Welcome back to CC Airwaves. I'm Joel Hansel, and my co-host is Paige Matillo. Hello, everyone. Recently, we had a conversation with Lindsay Fullerman, who is the health and wellness advisor at Borromeo and St. Mary's Seminaries in the Diocese of Cleveland, and is the founder of Fit for Faith. Lindsay was kind enough to talk with us about grief and wellness and how faith can play an important role in the healing after a loss. So let's hear what she had to say about it. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to CC Airwaves. My name is Paige Matillo, and I am here with my co-host, Joel Hansel, and Coach Lindsay from Fit From Faith. How are you doing today, Lindsay? Hi, I'm doing pretty well. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. doing good. The weather outside is really nice, surprisingly. I know it's going to get really cold this week, so I'm a little nervous for that. But other than that, doing well. Good. Yeah. Northeast Ohio, right? We never know what to expect with our weather. Very unpredictable. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Just kind of who you are, what you like to do, where you are now? Sure. Yes. Uh, So as you said, my name is Lindsay uh, and I'm the coach and founder of Fit From Faith. And I think Fit From Faith, just that title itself explains pretty much, you know, a lot of who I am and what I'm about. Um, I, I love the Lord and I love helping people, you know, come to know who Christ is, um, through like the gift of their health. So that's really what I'm passionate about is everything that, everything that involves health, physical health, you know, uh, what we eat, how we care for the body, um, also our emotional health, you know, how we take care of our, our hearts and our overall well-being, and our, also our spiritual health, you know, our relationship with God. So I'm passionate about the human person and um, with really walking with people and helping people uh, to become healthy so that they can really experience uh, this gift of being fully alive that we're all called to. Uh, So that's me in a nutshell, uh, kind of who I am and what I love. What kind of inspired you to start Fit From Faith? I know you mentioned a little bit about it, but was there a certain experience that led you to begin this organization? Yeah, it really came through my own wounds and my own, um, experience. I I struggled a lot. Um, when I was in middle school, I really struggled a lot with self-esteem and body image issues. Um, and I developed two eating disorders, um, probably in high school. Um, I was anorexic and also a binge eater. And that led, and was something that led really throughout my college years as well. Um, and it wasn't until I turned to the church for help probably when I was about 23. So that was probably, oh, like 13, 14 years ago. It was a while ago. 
but I turned to the church for help, wanting to know what the health and wellness resource was for Catholics. And the priest who I saw said that there wasn't a resource like that out there. And then, you know, when I left his office, I felt very convicted um, that I needed to create some type of wellness resource for Catholics that could really teach them how to be healthy and how to be balanced and how to really feel fully alive. And so that's where it really, this ministry really stemmed from, um, was this from my own woundedness, my own brokenness, my own healing journey. Um, so now it's really, you know, through my wounds, Christ is glorified and I'm really seeing the fruit um, of that uh, through this work that he's called me to do. Could you uh, explain to our listeners a little bit about what faith or fit from faith does, what kind of programs you offer and uh, somebody could go about joining one of your programs or learning more about the programs you offer? Sure. So fit from faith, the, one of the programs that I offer um, is called the vibrant uh, men and women uh, program. And it's a 16 week program. Um, well, it's a six month program, but there's 16 weeks of new content. Um, and it's a virtual coaching. So all of it's done online. And what it is, is it teaches people how to be healthy. So it teaches people how to fuel the body the way that God designed the body to be fed, um, how to move the body, you know, the way that God intended, um, and how to really do it through uh, God, like listening to what God's asking of you. Um, when we think of health and wellness programs, a lot of times we think of like following a set of rules or having, we have to do something because this program tells me I have to do it, where I teach more about getting connected to God, communicating to you through your body. And I really sort of let that lead people so that the journey really becomes their own. So it's a health and wellness coaching program. Um, that is six months long and teaches virtue. How do we, um, you know, come to really see our health as a gift through the Catholic faith, through the Catholic lens. And we do this through, you know, taking in content through the program and then applying it in our daily lives. So we really focus on behavior changes and helping people to make long-term changes, not just short-term fixes with their health. So it's whole person coaching. Um, and if people want to learn more, they can go to the website at fitfromfaith.com to check out the virtual coaching options uh, that we have uh, for men and women. And how would those, how does the Vibrant Parish workshops differ from what you do with um, uh, Vibrant Men and Women? Yeah, the Vibrant uh, Parish workshop, um, I often go into parishes and speak for about an hour and a half to two hours. Um, really with this message of fit from faith to educate people, sort of giving them a little taste, a little glimpse of what you would find in the fit from faith program. So we kind of cover the basic philosophy of the gift of the body, you know, during these vibrant uh, parish workshops. Um, and also in we use scripture a lot to show how is Christ calling us to live out this call to be healthy. So it's sort of like a, a foretaste of what you get in the actual program itself. Um, and sometimes people will receive so much from that. It's enough for them to just, you know, sort of start their own journey with the Lord. Um, so, and then there's time for questions and answers. So it's sort of just skimming the surface of what our faith teaches about um, health and the gift of the body versus diving in fully into detail, into content, into like your own heart, um, which is what you would find in the, the six month program. 
So for our listeners who don't know, Lindsay actually wrote a blog post for us on our Faith, Hope, and Remembrance blog site, and it was five tips for staying healthy while grieving. So Lindsay, can you talk a little bit about that and kind of about the tips that you shared? Sure. I have to pull out my notes to remember the tips that I shared because <laughs> I feel like there's so much that goes into that. But um, I, I know the one of the biggest things um, when you're uh, grieving or that I talked about is, um, you know, really taking care of your own heart. I, I believe I said that somewhere in that blog post. Um, and by that, I mean, being able to actually sit in the pain that you're experiencing. A lot of times as humans, we hate experiencing pain. And one of the number one things we love to do is to run. Um, but I encourage people to do the opposite instead of running from the pain to actually sit in it and open it up to the Lord in prayer and to actually feel it. You know, there's that old phrase, that old saying that says in order to heal it, we must feel it. But it's true. We have to actually get in touch with our hearts, get in touch with the pain, open it up to the Lord and invite him in uh, to really heal us and to be with us in that pain. And so it's absolutely essential that we stay focused and rooted in prayer when we're grieving and, and that we don't run from the, the Lord. You know, the father is the one who can truly heal us. Jesus is the divine physician. And so we want to stay in union and in relationship with him. Um, another important thing is to really stay active. You know, it can be very easy. I know in moments when I have uh, found myself in, in moments of despair and grieving, where it's very easy for me to want to stay in bed and to not want to get out of it, to want to stay on the couch and to not move. But it's so important to make sure that you're staying active, even if that's just going for a walk around the block, um, activating your left brain, right brain, so that it can fully process emotions and, and memories and what you're experiencing. Um, it's a, you know, anytime that we move our bodies, um, even if it's just active movement, like light active movement where we're walking, um, it's going to help our bodies, you know, with the release of endorphins. Like I said, it's going to help our left brain, right brain with being able to process our emotions and, and memories. And so that's one of the biggest things is just making sure that you're staying active. Um, so staying active, staying rooted in prayer, and also maintaining a healthy um, diet. Uh, and by that, I mean, you know, what you're, what you're taking in from a nutrition standpoint on a daily basis, it can be very easy to sort of want to drown our head, you know, in the bag of potato chips or the gallon of ice cream in moments when we find ourselves grieving. It's a very natural thing to, that we, it's our first instincts go there, right? Because again, it numbs out pain, it blocks out pain, but instead, we want to make sure that we are fueling our body properly, um, that we're staying moderate with our diet, that we're not overindulging, and that we're also not under eating. I know a lot of times when people grief, it's like one of either one of two extremes: either we're way overeating or we're not eating anything at all. But the important thing is to stay moderate and balanced, um, so that the body stays consistent. You know, as humans, we we love. Um, consistency. Our bodies, you know, crave that. It craves homostasis. And by eating right, 
by eating balanced, by eating healthy, um, the body, you, you'll feel better, you know, about yourself from a physical standpoint. Mm -hmm. Um, so we want to sort of do the opposite of what we feel during moments of grief. So you want to make sure that you maintain a good solid diet. So Lindsay, what's your favorite way of staying active? Is there something that you specifically like to do? Uh, well, I, yes, I love, I mean, naturally I just have, I work out usually three to four times a week and I don't have a ton of time. So I give myself an hour during those moments and I love going to the gym. Um, in the summer, it looks a lot different because I love being outdoors. I love hiking. I'll run outdoors, you know, um, when the weather is nice, but usually during these colder months, you'll find me in the gym. I usually do a half an hour of cardio and then a half an hour of weights um, just to stay active and to keep, you know, myself healthy. So but that's my top choice, the gym, cardio and weights. Okay. So Lindsay, we do have some listener write-in questions that we would love for you to answer. We have about three. So I will ask the first one. What are some healthy ways to work through my grief? It's a great question. Um, you know, I think we touched on, I think again, on some of those, um, with, you know, nutrition, staying active in prayer. But I think the biggest thing is in order to work through something, it requires relationship. You know, we're not meant to work through it on our own. So the biggest thing is, is prayer. I really believe that as hard as it is or could be, because a lot of times we can be mad at God when we're grieving. Um, but to work through that grief, we have to do it through him. So by being in relationship with him and someone might say, well, what does that look like? I would encourage, you know, finding a quiet place to sit and be still. And then being able to express your emotions, like if you're angry, if you're sad, being able to actually express that to God or whoever your favorite person is in the Trinity, maybe it's Jesus, maybe it's the Holy Spirit, expressing those emotions to him. But then also giving time for God to respond back. I think, you know, sometimes we can just dump out all of our emotions. But then what is the father saying to me? What is he inviting me into? That's going to help work through your grief because it's a, it's meant to be a relationship. You know, you're working through it with him. You're not on your own in it. Um, so giving him moments to actually speak back to you, like listening for his voice, which is, you know, the voice of truth. Um, that's going to be key. I really believe healing cannot happen apart from prayer from a, oh, it cannot happen apart from relationship with God because it's so much of who he is as a human. He's, you know, Jesus is a healer. So I think that's the most important way to work through grief is, is through prayer. I think that's really great advice. And I hope whoever wrote that in definitely takes something away from that. The next question is, I have been struggling with weight gain and overeating since the loss of my sister. I would like to start working out again and eating better, but I don't really know where to start since I'm still grieving. Do you have any advice? Yeah, we just want to start at the beginning, you know, with very basic stuff. When it comes to exercise, I would encourage, you know, I would ask these two questions, you know, to whoever, you know, that uh, submitted that question. The, the first question, you know, what is it that you enjoy, you know, in terms of activity and movement? 
What is it that makes you come alive? Because it's, that's where God wants to speak most to you, you know, in that exercise. So being able to find what you enjoy, maybe it's walking, maybe it's biking. Um, and you, you set out and you go do that because you enjoy it. Um, and so that's going to hopefully bring um, some joy to the heart, the human heart, you know, by doing some of that activity. Um, and it doesn't need to be every day. You know, sometimes we tend to overdo it. We get so excited to start a workout plan and we want to go all out for seven days a week. I say start small. Be realistic. How many times a week can you actually go given your schedule? And for how long can you do it? You know, I recommend at least 30 minutes. But if all you have to give is 20, start there. So you want to find the movement you enjoy doing. And then realistically, how often can you do it? And you do that and you practice that. It takes time, just like it does to acquire any skill. And you just start doing it over and over and over again until you're successful with it. Um, And you might just stay there for a solid month. And then when you're feeling ready, you know, when you feel God's calling you to do more, you can add, you know, maybe 40 minutes instead of 30. Um, But it takes time. We don't want to rush that process. So that's what I would encourage. Find what you love doing and be realistic with how long you can do it for and practice it until it becomes a habit and a natural part of your being. Um, And then there was a second part to that question. What was the second part? It was um, uh, advice for getting started with eating better. Mm, That's a great question. Um, It's, I, you know, let's not make it harder than need be. We don't need to, you know, get rid of everything in the house right off the bat and just eat chicken and lettuce for the rest of our lives. I always encourage uh, moderation. Um, So what does that look like? Well, start by being mindful with food, you know, getting in touch with hunger cues. Am I eating just because I'm sad or am I eating because I'm really hungry? And so we want to get connected to our bodies and how God's communicating to us. And he communicates us, he communicates to us through hunger. And so first we just want to start by getting in touch with what does it feel like to be hungry and sort of making that commitment that I'm going to eat when I'm hungry. I'm going to honor my hunger cues and the gift of my body, you know, during this moment. And so that's the basic fundamental place to start. And to really practice that and to master that, people see changes, many, many changes, just by starting there, by by really getting in touch with this concept of mindfulness. Well, that's good advice, too, because um, uh, being being mindful of your hunger cues, I think that's something that afflicts people regardless of where they are in, in terms of life, whether they're grieving or or, or even like like coming up on the holidays, you know, we tend, a lot of us will tend to overdo it with the holidays. Instead of being mindful of the hunger cues, we might just eat because it's there. The cookies are out. They're there. You're just going to reach and start grabbing cookies and start chomping away on them. And, and you're not really hungry for it. And, and and then usually, like the next day, you've got the regret that you ate all you ate too much. Yeah, and I, and I think too we're inundated with this, um, you know, the way of the world with fitness and health, 
And I think it oftentimes skips this idea of mindfulness. You know, the way of the world is very much putting on our like blinders and either avoiding it completely or, or we're overindulging in it. And we forget the impact that mindfulness can make. I even found myself the day after Thanksgiving. I mean, I'm not in a moment of grieving in my life, but the day after Thanksgiving, I was like, wait a second, do I really want this? And I had to check myself a couple of times. So, you know, it's uh, this quest for healthy living, whether we're grieving or not grieving, it's very much models the spiritual life in the sense that we're never going to be finished. We've never arrived on this, you know, journey of healthy living. We'll be working at it until the day we die. And so let's not forget just the basic fundamental practice of mindfulness, which can take us very, very far, um, whether, you know, we're, we're grieving or not. And one thing that I wanted to add more specifically about the exercise part of that, if there was something that this listener and his sister enjoyed doing together, maybe taking walks or doing a specific activity together, some sort of exercise, that's a good way of remembering your sister doing that activity and kind of honoring her memory. So that was my take. Mm, That's beautiful. That's a great idea. I love that. Thank you. And then we have one more listener write-in, and the question is, how can I cope with a crisis of faith after a loss? Mm, That's so common. Very, very common. Um, It's a beautiful question. I just want to take a moment to really just, like, honor that, you know, it's a very vulnerable place, you know, during a time of, of real, real grief. And our first natural human instinct is to be mad at God and to turn away from God. But, you know, one of the things with our faith that is so true is, you know, we always hear about the cross. Um, So our faith, you know, is Jesus Christ crucified, you know, Um, so much of, of his life was one of suffering. But we want to keep in mind that everything God has given us in this life is gift and with with that being said, it's like, you know, anytime we have someone who's who passes away or we're really mourning their loss, we've actually given them back to God. And, and God is is really who they belong to, you know, in the first place. And so Jesus, you know, God gave us his son. Um, and so suffering is going to be a natural part of our life. But God doesn't cause that suffering. You know, he doesn't want us to suffer. He doesn't want us to grieve. But he understands that it's a natural part of what we have to experience as humans. You know, we're not going to experience a, you know, a, um, we'll be experiencing pain and sadness until the day we die, you know, until, you know, heaven. But to really understand that it's sort of like a surrendering that person back to God and God's the one, he's the giver, you know, of every good gift. He has given us that person, but now he's, we're, we're meant to give that person back, you know, to God. Um, so if we can sort of see our life as an exchange with the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, you know, it's not just a life that's about me, but it actually has, I'm actually in union with God, with the Trinity all the time. And so my life is really this exchange. Um which is very beautiful. It's this exchange of, of love between me and the Lord. 
Um, and in that relationship, once I come to better understand um, his goodness, we can really work through our grief in a deeper way by understanding that, you know, all is gift and, and God isn't doing this to, to harm me. He doesn't want to see me suffer. Um, but that this is actually, um, just a natural part of, of human life. I know that's kind of difficult, but, um, I, I think it's, it's important to recognize that with every death in life, uh, figuratively and realistic, really with every death in life, there's always the hope and promise of new life. So we not may not experience it yet, but that's our faith. So God's not going to just leave us, you know, orphan to suffer forever. It's there's actually new life coming for this person who's experiencing this grief. So have hope because this is not the end. I think that that's a great answer. And as someone who has lost someone, I think that that really will bring comfort to the person who wrote in that question. So I really appreciate that answer. Good. So I guess that's all we have today. So thank you, Lindsay, for joining us. For those of you who don't know, Lindsay will be hosting a grief and wellness webinar on January 8th, 2023 from three o'clock to four o'clock PM. We will link how to register for this event. And we're very excited to see you there. Thank you so much for having me. It's been such a joy to talk with uh, both you, Paige and Joel today. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Lindsay. Have a good day. You too. Thank you again to Lindsay Fullerman for joining us today on CC Airwaves. If you would like to attend the Grief and Wellness webinar, it will be on Sunday, January 8th, 2023 at 3 o'clock p.m. Thank you for joining us today. Join us next time for another inspiring story of healing and hope right here on CC Airwaves. Until then, take care, everyone. Thank you.